Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Happy Monday. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, two hours of fantasy sports talk with you, recapping the week in the NFL, taking a look at Monday Night Football and everything going on in the world of sports from a fantasy angle. It's good to be with you here once again here on the show. And of course, Davis, another huge week in fantasy football. Uh, you know, good for some, not so good for others. I think that's for sure. And getting a lot closer to the end of the fantasy football regular season. Yeah, we are. Uh, looks like I'm going to uh, miss out on uh, on the next round in uh, one of my high stakes leagues. Got through for sure in another one, and then uh, another one is going to come down tonight. Need need some points from our guy Stefan Diggs tonight, and also it is the last week of the regular season. Remember all those those best ball leagues I was talking about uh, with you? You know, starting in April, so the last week of the regular season. For all of those drafts is this week, so going to be a big uh, cut-down period there. So lots, uh, I think lots of interest uh, for, for people in their fantasy football teams this time of the year. This will be the first week that I've lost in all my leagues. This is the first week of all. I'm just down to almost nothing in fantasy football. Uh, I have some buys, some injuries, but hopefully still make the playoffs in both leagues. But a tough week for me for sure from that angle. Let's take a look at our headlines here on this Monday. The Chiefs are back in first place after a slug of a game last night in the AFC West. They beat Denver on Sunday night football. Gardner Minshew uh, replaces Jalen Hurts, and they pretty much take out the Jets from start to finish. The new college football playoff rankings are out. Alabama will face Cincinnati, and Michigan will face Georgia on December the 31st, and also the Major League uh, baseball players that enter the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown through the Veterans Committee is Buck O'Deal, Gil Hodges, Tony Oliva, Jim Cott, and Minnie Minoso. Davis was huge fans of all of those players going back to uh, the 40, 50 years ago when he first uh, started watching baseball. Uh, but nonetheless, Davis, I think an interesting week in uh, in fantasy, interesting week in reality too. But I think that more than anything else, what we're learning in the NFL from a record perspective is that things are just so wide open with a few games to go. Like literally it does feel like the final week of the regular season for fantasy football. We actually may have most of the teams having to play. Yeah, no, you're right. Which we, we love that from a fantasy football perspective. You know, we want, uh, we want all of these teams to be playing their starters every quarter up into the end of the season. You, you joke about the major league baseball hall of fame, Craig, but I have very strong opinions on both Buck O'Neill and Minnie Minoso, which is that both of those guys should have been in ages ago, particularly Buck O'Neill, who uh, it, it is kind of one of those unfortunate things. He's gotten like every award a baseball player can possibly get after he died. I believe he died in 2008, Hall of Fame. He got a, a presidential medal from Barack Obama. There's, of course, the, the Buck O'Neill legacy seats at, uh, at uh, the Kansas City Stadium. And uh, it just it would have been very nice for him to have been rewarded and uh, acknowledged while he was alive. And then the same for Minnie Minoso, who was a um, fantastic, fantastic player for a long time, should have gotten in, uh, you know, while, while he was around to enjoy it. So I, I, that is one thing that drives me crazy about Hall of Fames is, is the amount of posthumous inductions when we should, we should be giving these awards to guys who are alive to celebrate them. Yeah, and uh, Gil Hodges, I know a lot of people in, in Brooklyn and in L.A. and New York feel great that he is in, certainly Minnesota with Tony Oliva. And Minnie Minoso, I don't know if you know this, Davis, but I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his claim to fame was playing in four decades in Major League Baseball. He played in the 50s, he played in the 60s, 
and then a handful of games in the 70s, and then they brought him in in one game in the 1980s just to actually play in a game in the 80s, and he was the only player to ever do that in the history of baseball. Well, that is, uh, you know, that's uh, that's pretty. I'm looking at his Fangraphs page up. His his first plate appearance in 1949. His last plate appearance in 1980. I did want to throw some cold water on uh, on the Gardner Minshew, and we're going to get more into that later. But I feel like I'm the one taking crazy pills because people are, oh, you know, Gardner Minshew, he's amazing. The Eagles, they have a quarterback controversy. Gardner Minshew through for 233 yards, which is under his career average uh, in games he started. And that was that was the uh, eighth best passing performance against the Jets defense this year. So I just want everyone, what do you think would have happened if Jalen Hurts was going to start that game? You thought they'd lose to the Jets if Jalen Hurts started that game? So I'd like everyone to zoom out a little bit, take a deep breath. Now, now if uh, if Gardner Minshew is, is still the quarterback next week and they win again, well, okay. We'll, we'll we'll resume that conversation then. But I just want everyone to take a deep breath and uh, say it with me. It was the Jets. Yeah, no, I, I think most people view it that way. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the view is a couple of things. First is that Gardner Minshew unequivocally in a role that produces zero positivity, which is the backup quarterback role, Davis Gardner Minshew is probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. So no matter what he does the rest of his life, he can go back up somewhere and be the best at what he does, which is backing up the main guy in the NFL. And secondly, in sports, we like characters and he's a character. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Is it genuine? Is it real? I mean, it seems to be real, uh, but I mean, let's not get it twisted. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a potential franchise quarterback. We've already been through this with Minshew as a starter in Jacksonville. Uh, but I will say that the guy's a character, says good things, funny things. Teammates seem to like him a lot, too. For sure. It's a good story, but that's about it. All right, coming up next, time to get to the fantasy angles. Uh, we'll hit on the Bucks and Falcons as we lead off our Monday here on Fantasy Sports Today. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. It's Craig Mish, Davis Maddox. We got you until 2 o'clock Eastern. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Well, uh, yesterday I was watching this Buccaneers-Falcons game with a lot of interest, not as much for the fantasy perspective as in terms of the picking perspective, because in the Westgate Super Contest, me and Howard Bender Davis are just a handful of games from uh, being in first place and a million dollars. Like, it, it is getting crazy. Uh, and a four... An O day could have been a five and O if Russell Gage would have caught the touchdown that went right into his hands in the back of the end zone to end the game and get the backdoor cover. So Russell Gage at the end of the season, I may have to ask you a few questions, but for now 
Let's get to our fantasy standouts with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who ended up covering that game yesterday. Uh, Tom Brady, 368 passing yards and four touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, 44 on the ground, seven receptions, 48 yards and one touchdown, turning into one of the best running backs in fantasy this season. Best day in terms of receptions in the NFL yesterday was Chris Godwin. He had 15 receptions for 143 yards. Mike Evans had seven receptions for 99 yards. And wouldn't you know, guess who was involved in the end zone again? Rob Gronkowski. Four receptions, 58 yards, and two touchdowns. But after the game, Gronk was really impressed with the way that Chris Godwin played. Chris is a beast, uh, and he's an unbelievable player. And what's so special about him is, yeah, he had 15 catches, but he's always getting dirty in the run game, too, uh, to help out the running backs to, you know, spring uh, – the, the whoever has the ball for some extra yards. But I'm not surprised. I mean, is that CG for you? Uh, I think he deserves a veteran day off this week with those 15 touches. Uh, and also just how many times you get hit when you, when you catch it 15 times. So uh, we just got to keep building off this win. Uh, no doubt about that. I mean, it was a great win. Let me tell you, to come on the road, a division game, I mean, the Falcons, they're, they're playing ball. Like, that's, that, that wasn't easy. We had to bring it. And uh, we sure did, though, and we came out. With a W. All right, on the side of the Falcons, definitely a competitive team when Patterson is playing, and that was the case again yesterday. 30 of 41 for Matt Ryan with 297 passing yards. Patterson only three receptions. He did rush for 78 yards. Mike Davis scored a touchdown, was on and off the field with an injury at 32 rushing yards, four receptions, 37 yards. And as I mentioned, Russell Gage, yeah, he had a great game, but I just, oh, my gosh, if he catches the ball right in his hands, it's 12 catches, 132 yards and a touchdown. But we'll settle for 11 for 130, Davis, for Russell Gage, best game of his career. Yeah, best game of uh, of his career. And, uh, look, I, I think this year, if you want to win some fantasy football championships, you are going to need some Buccaneers players. 51 passing attempts to 17 team rushing attempts yesterday. No team has passed more overexpected than the Buccaneers, particularly in the red zone. They are the number one team in the NFL in pass rate over expectation, period, and the number one team in the NFL in pass rate over expectation in the red zone. Huge game for Chris Godwin yesterday, 17 targets, 15 receptions, 143 yards. And, uh, you know, I, I would anticipate this continuing because what are the Buccaneers trying to do, Craig? They would love for Tom Brady to win MVP. They would love to win the NFC. A little bit harder for them because the Cardinals now have Kyler Murray back, so going to be a little bit difficult to to catch them as they have dropped three games this season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Evans, Godwin, Gronk, Fournette, Brady, clear you know, fantasy starters, clear fantasy studs at their position. And, uh, you know, I think this role for Gronk is going to continue because I, I think Antonio Brown has probably played his last snap for the team. Yeah, Gronk having, uh, you know, a, a dial-it-back type year for Tampa Bay, for sure. All right, the Detroit Lions needed a last-second touchdown to get their first win of the season, and they ended up getting it. Jared Goff, 25 of 41, 296 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Nothing out of the running game with Williams, but Amon Ross St. Brown with the game winner also had 10 receptions, 86 yards and a score. Josh Reynolds, four for 69. And it was good to see TJ Hawkinson get back on the map. He had done nothing for a while. Four receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Certainly you'll take that out of the guy that you're starting every single week. Now, in terms of Minnesota, every single game this season they have led, and by at least six points, and they're only five and seven on the year. That's a staggering number. Kirk Cousins, 30 of 40, 340 passing yards and two touchdowns. Madison did pretty well on the ground. 90 and three receptions, 34 yards and a score. Justin Jefferson continues to surge in November and December. 11 receptions, 182 yards, and a touchdown. K.J. Osborne filled in for the most part when Adam Thielen went down. He had four receptions, 47 yards, and a touchdown. And Tyler Conklin with 12 fantasy points. But Davis Lions get their first win of the season. I uh, went right down all the way to the last play of the game. It kind of felt like Detroit was giving it away again, like they've done so many times this season. But uh, I thought that was fun to see in the end. And Minnesota, man, my gosh, all that talent. And look at all these fantasy points, and they still can't win games. I don't know. It was a rough year for them, for sure. I mean, I really do feel like it's partly, it's 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 got to be a big part of their coaching. They're just so conservative on offense, and they're conservative on defense, too. You know, that entire last drive, the Lions are driving down the field, and basically you can see the defense just going into a cover two shell keeping everything in front of them. Well, if you keep everything in front of you, you know, starting on the 20 yard line, that means you're going to be giving up 
lots of uh, lots of yardage. So the interesting notes here, Adam Thielen suffered a high ankle sprain in this game pretty much immediately. Tyler Conklin was targeted nine times. KJ Osborne was targeted seven times. Osborne going to be a pickup. Alexander Madison is averaging 24 PPR points per game in the games that Dalvin Cook has missed this year. Obviously, over the course of an entire season, 24 points per game would mean you're the number one running back in fantasy. Uh, Kenna Nwangu got two carries on the ground. He was targeted three times in the passing game. Um, so he, he did play a little bit on third downs, but pretty much this is going to be the Madison show or bust. And if you if you held on to Alexander Madison all year long and uh, you're, you're getting into the fantasy playoffs now, you have to feel pretty good about that. A couple interesting passing game notes that were interesting, I thought, for the Lions. Jamal Williams only played 47% of the snaps and only ran nine passing routes. Godwin Igwebuke ran 26 routes in the passing game. So basically, um, you know, De- De- the, the, the DeAndre Swift role did not exist. Jamal Williams basically played his same role with Igwebuke and Jamar Jefferson coming in. And then 12 targets, 10 receptions for Amon Ross St. Brown. I thought that was pretty notable as well. Because, look, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, Brock Wright, I mean, these are, are not difference-making guys at the NFL level. But uh, if, if St. Brown really is the number one wide receiver here, I, I think he could be a fantasy starter in the playoffs. So so who would you start if you had to only – if you only had enough budget? Because we're down to the end here in terms of pickups this week. I know we won't see you tomorrow. Uh, you have one choice. It's St. Brown or Osborne for one week, let's call it. What would you do? Uh, I think I would go Osborne. You know, Kirk, look, for, for as much as we, we tease Kirk Cousins, they are a better passing offense than um, than the Detroit Lions. And and high ankle sprain for a wide receiver, that that's like a three, four-week injury. Uh, you know, would not surprise me if we don't see Thielen again. And uh, I guess, unfortunately, I'm looking at the schedule now. Not a great schedule coming up here for the Vikings. They have the Steelers. That's not great. The Bears, that's, that's a better one than they have the Rams and the Packers. Um, but I, I still do think it would be Osborne, especially because Osborne l- kind of looks the part, right? Like he, he started out the season. Remember he had seven for 76, then five for 91 right. and a touchdown in the first and second game of the season. So, so it's probably Osborne. And, and I would say if Tyler Conklin got dropped in any of your leagues, he would, he would actually be the number one guy. Cause he's got like a, he's out there ev- all the time anyway, like an 85% snap share. But if you gave him a 20% target share as well, um, you know, they, that tight end is disgusting. He'd be a top 10 tight end, probably. Am I, am I right in saying Minnesota plays Pittsburgh Thursday? Is that accurate? Is that the next game up here? Yes. Coming up this yes. Yeah. yeah, you are correct. So so I, I would say it's like a 2% chance we see Thielen in, the, in, uh, in that game. Yeah, kind of elimination game, I think, for the playoffs for both teams uh, coming up Thursday night. All right, coming up next, Kyler Murray back for the Arizona Cardinals and uh, and actually did a lot with not really having to do all that much against the Chicago Bears. We'll find out if Andy Dalton or if Justin Fields is back for Chicago coming up. And we continue on here on this Monday. So those of you playing fantasy football, heading toward the playoffs, congrats. If not, we'll still help you get through the end of the season. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Arizona got their quarterback back this past week as Kyler Murray returned to the field against the Chicago Bears and honestly didn't need to do very much, but ended up having a heck of a fantasy day in his first game back. He was 11 of 15 for 123 passing yards, 59 rushing yards, four touchdowns, and two on the ground. So monster fantasy day for him. James Conner, yet another rushing touchdown for him. 75 rushing yards, two receptions, 36 yards. DeAndre Hopkins returned also. He had two receptions, 32 yards and a score. And Matt Prater with a nice fantasy day. If you ended up playing him in a league that uses kickers, he made two field goals and kicked three extra points. What's left to say about the Bears at this point? They'll be playing golf in about a month. Andy Dalton got the start yesterday and threw 41 passes in this game. He completed 26, but the problem was he threw four interceptions against two touchdowns. David Montgomery, 90 rushing yards, eight receptions, 51 yards and a score. Jakeen Grant had his first significant action of the season. He was five receptions, 62 yards and a touchdown. And Darnell Mooney, had five receptions for 27 yards in this game. Matt Nagy coaching out the string, looks like at this point, was asked about the four interceptions that Dalton threw yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you look at, okay, you go back and you say, okay, how, how are the picks happening? And that's what the guys are doing, right? I mean, uh, you know, the first one, we got man coverage, which is what we wanted on that play. And, uh, you know, and you saw what happened there. And uh, the, the kid made a good play after the tip pass by our own player. The second one, okay, we got what we wanted. And, but in games like this with the elements, you guys can see it. I think Kyler was slipping. The ball was fumbling early in the game, too. I think there was more weather in the first half than the second half, rain-wise. You know what I mean? It was, it was slick in the first half. Um, and then, you know, you have the play action. The ball got tipped on the third pick. And then the fourth, or and then and then you had the uh, the screen. So between all four of them, the, the order that they're in, you know, throwing a throwing a pick on a screen, Andy will tell you that's those are you know, you don't want those, but it's not you're just trying to float it and have touch over top of that. So no matter who you're playing, four turnovers is going to hurt you. Um, the, our guys know that and they care, and they, they we don't want that to happen, but it did, and so we gotta we gotta uh, regroup from that. Well, in the end, Davis, the Cardinals really needed that win, and it really wasn't in doubt for the majority of the game. Having Murray back is obviously a game-changer for them. And uh, and look, on the side of the Bears, it's just been more or less a disaster all season long. I mean, their shining moment, I guess, was uh, winning on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Not much else. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, good for them. Four wins, uh, they're they're playing out the string here. I mean, I would love for them to to put a little run together. They do play the Vikings, the Seahawks, and the Giants, so I think they could get to their, their season win total if, if they, they get lucky, which would be nice for me because I did bet that. But, I, you know, if I, if I was offered a, a surrender button on that, I probably would because I was under the – I was under the assumption that Justin Fields was going to play and that Matt Nagy wanted Justin Fields to be his quarterback, but that appears to, to not be true. Some of the useful fantasy notes in this game, James Conner completely dominated the backfield with no Chase Edmonds, 20 carries, only two carries for Eno Benjamin, two targets, um, you know, and, and one target for Keenan Benjamin. I mean, only 15 passes thrown by Kyler Murray in this game because they just really didn't even have to do anything. Kyler was phenomenal as we expected that he would be uh, David Montgomery mammoth workload uh, 21 carries nine targets uh, huge game scores a rushing touchdown your fantasy teams because he was injured for so long and because he's been bad the last two weeks are probably dead if you have David Montgomery but you know if you do happen to have him heading into the fantasy playoffs he's a clear fantasy starter right now uh, Jakeem Grant did sub in for the combination of Allen Robinson and Marquise Goodwin, both who missed yesterday. He got seven targets, scored a touchdown. I've actually always kind of thought that he looked pretty good. Uh, like, he, play, he played Miami for a long time. He is 
fast, man. He's very small, which I think is why he's never gotten a full-time NFL role. And then Cole Komet, I go back and forth on if Cole Komet is any good or not. But if Justin Fields is the quarterback next year, and if they have a new head coach, I I think I'm going to like Cole Komet quite a bit as a fantasy sleeper because they do target him when he's out there, and he plays about 90% of the snaps. But the offense is just so bad and mired down that I feel like you know, a, a non-athletic tight end is going to have a hard time generating fantasy numbers. Yeah, and uh, right now, non-committal, the Bears on who will start at quarterback for them this week. Uh, Foles or Fields looks like the two options potentially for them. All right, well, uh, early in the week on the show last week, we thought that Jalen Hurts was going to be healthy enough to play. Then we found out Saturday night that was not going to be it. And, uh, and Gardner Minshew made his first start of 2021 ended up having a pretty good day in the win against the Jets as he threw for 242 passing yards and two touchdowns. Of course, what the Eagles are doing right now is something they have never done in their history. They rushed for 170 yards, six games in a row. Miles Sanders, 120 yesterday. And Kenneth Gainwell had 54 on the ground. He also, Gainwell, scored a touchdown, five receptions, 33 yards. And Dallas Goddard had his best game of the season by far. Six receptions, 105 yards, and two touchdowns for him, pairing up with Minshew Mania. Miles Sanders, after the game, talked about how much he enjoyed having Minshew in the huddle. A lot of energy. I love him. I love him. Uh, Garner, Garner's a character. <laughs> he's cracking jokes in the huddle. Um, but, uh, no, nah, he, he loves to compete, and you can see it in – he took this. He took this game very seriously. He didn't come in as a backup. He, you know, he looked at it as if he was the he was the guy. So, and that's why I expect that of him. And he got his W today. On the side of the Jets, uh, we are more or less the same. Stayed competitive for about a half. Had their opportunities to come close at the end of the game. Zach Wilson threw 38 passes, completed 23, and uh, I guess you could say he only threw one interception yesterday. So that's a positive sign. He had three touchdowns, one rushing. Tevin Coleman, surprisingly, uh, pretty much getting the bulk of the carries for the Jets. 58 rushing yards, three receptions, 19 yards. Elijah Moore is putting together a nice second half for sure. He had six receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. And Jamison Crowder in a PPR got you the 10 fantasy points you were looking for. But, uh, Davis, the the Eagles right now, I mean, we can't figure out who is going to be running the ball for them, but they're doing it. And every single game, they're rushing for 150 to 200 yards. And the Eagles have Davis three first round picks next season on top of this season that they're having right now. I mean, all things considered, the Eagles are one of the bigger surprises, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, they could add offensive linemen, they could add some impact defensive players, which I I you know, this would will certainly be a non popular opinion. But I think that the Eagles need more help on the defensive side of the ball than they do on offense. Clearly, I think their backfield rotation of Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and Kenny Gainwell looks fine. Boston Scott, by the way, uh, did not play yesterday. He was active, but he had not practiced all week with an illness. So Gainwell ran ahead of him as the second running back. Dallas Goddard, they they signed him to a long-term contract. He looks solid. Devonta Smith, uh, you know, they didn't really need him much yesterday because they were winning um, the entire game, but I think he looks like a successful draft pick. I mean, you know, probably, I mean, they definitely would rather have Jalen Waddle, right? All else, all thing I know that, and I know they picked up the extra pick in the trade, but, but Waddle, Waddle to, to me, and this is a, I, like, I think he looks like a star, whereas I just think Devonta looks pretty good, but, but maybe not quite a star at the NFL level. And then, and then, you know, maybe they add a third wide receiver to rotate in with Quez so they don't have to play Jalen Rager anymore. And, uh, you know, it's, again, it's long been my opinion that Jalen Hurts deserves to have an offseason built around what he does well and minimizing what he does not do as well. I don't think that's going to happen. I do think they will trade a pick. They will take Kenny Pickett or, or you know, one of these. Like, I just think they're going to take a quarterback because you know what it is, Craig? It's this fallacy that because they have all these picks, they, they can afford to maybe miss on taking a quarterback or whatever. So I, I do think they are going to take a quarterback. But uh, and then I guess the other fantasy interesting notes here: Elijah Moore, stud, uh, you know, going to going to be a guy I'm going to be drafting a lot next year. Looks like the Jets made a good selection with Elijah Moore, and uh, you know, in, in dynasty leagues, I, I will be making an attempt to acquire him in the offseason transaction window for sure. So, uh, in, in your opinion, I mean, I, I think we both would agree, Hurts 
when healthy, is, is going to take over the starting role. But going back to the Minshew conversation, I, I mean, I, I think that I pretty much stated my opinion on it, Davis. Like, is there a better backup in the NFL? Like, if, if you had a rookie quarterback starting next season, Minshew would be my target to back him up. Um, I mean, do you know who the new Gardner Minshew is going to be? It's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to become the new uh, Jameis Winston, the new, you know, the new Gardner Minshew or whatever, where uh, he's either going to J- – Jamie Garoppolo is either going to be a backup quarterback next year or some team is going to have to trade like a third-round pick for him, kind of like the, the Panthers did with, with Sam Darnold, actually. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just kind of looking around the NFL right now, I, I would say he's probably uh, pretty close to the, the best – Backup quarterback, I mean, I can't really... You know what? We haven't seen it yet. I think there's a little bit left with Mitch Trubisky. Haven't heard his name mentioned all year long, but he spent all he spent all year there in Buffalo learning that offensive system. He has a lot of the same issues that Josh Allen had when Josh Allen was a rookie. And I, I wonder if uh, it's going to be kind of a, a Jimmy Garoppolo-type situation where they, where they then flipped, uh, or a Jacoby Brissett situation where they then rehabilitated him and flipped him for a pick. Yeah, I, I think Minshew sort of reminds me, if you go back probably four or five years ago, of Case Keenum, where he would yes. just take over the yes. team and win some games. You know, like Denver, Minnesota. Uh, you know, I, I feel like he's like a Keenum, and that's it. But but he's going to come in, and he could win some games for you. And and by the way, if Philadelphia had to start a game with him in the playoffs, uh, they, they win, but not long term. Charger, big win for them. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, David Maddock. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV for the latest news, notes, information, and everything that we're talking about here on our network. And follow us there from the early line to the morning after. And, of course, our show here on Fantasy Sports Today, Scott Farrell, Coast to Coast, Gabe Moore, and see what we're talking about. We're posting live for you 24 hours a day at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. Well, yesterday I had the pleasure posting Pro Football Today with Mike Blewett and, of course, uh, Dave Sharapan and a cast of characters, including uh, George Kurtz. And we started off by talking about the Chargers and Bengals. And I thought the rest of the show, Davis, for three hours was going to be a letdown because I said this was my pick of the week. Chargers will go in and beat Cincinnati. And lucky for me, was off to a good start. Used them in all the contests. Seemed like the easiest pick of the week. Chargers went up big and ended up closing it out. Justin Herbert, 26 of 35, 317 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Austin Eckler had 59 rushing yards, a couple of really big fumbles, by the way. 
five receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Williams was five for 110. Keenan Allen is going to carry your fantasy team. It looks like two more touchdowns for him. And then Jalen Guyton had four receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. And Justin Herbert talked about his weapons coming through for him in the game against the Bengals. Yeah, we believe really highly in the guys that we got out there. You know, Mike, Jalen Guyton, they came up with some big catches down the field. And uh, anytime you get Jared Cook down there, too, you know, he's going to make a play. And, um, you know, it it just helps our offense so much to get those big chunks of plays. And uh, when those guys come up with the ball, you know, it's a huge momentum shift. So it's awesome to see. On the side of the Bengals, uh, went down real big in this game and then had to climb back in it a few times. But interceptions and fumbles sort of caused them the game. Uh, Joe Burrow had 300 passing yards, mostly in the second half. Two touchdowns, uh, uh, two interceptions. One of his touchdowns was a rushing touchdown. Joe Mixon, a quiet day, 54 and a score. T. Higgins back on the map for the second straight week. Nine receptions, 138 yards and a touchdown. And Tyler Boyd had five receptions for 85 yards. So, Davis, it's it's uh, pretty obvious to me at this point that if you can't ignore what happens the week before in the NFL, you're going to have a really hard time figuring out the rest of the season, which is just painfully obvious. The Chargers look awful last week. They look great this week. The Bengals look great last week. They look awful this week. And I'm sure that this will normalize, and the Bengals will look great this week, and the Chargers will look bad. It's just that kind of season in the NFL. I mean, just so much of what ends up happening in NFL games is dictated by what happens early on in games, which is is it's variance, right? And I mean, we just we have such a hard time dealing with variance, but it's a, it's a lot easier to play with a lead than it is to play down. And the Chargers immediately got out to a lead in this game. I thought Herbert played incredibly well, though he did slow down significantly in the second half. And I mean. Mike Williams had four for 92 on the the first two drives of the game for the Chargers and then didn't get his last, uh, didn't get his fifth reception until their last drive of the game. Uh, A couple of the fantasy relevant notes here. I mean, you you know who's going to be getting the points for the Chargers. It's Herbert, it's Eckler, it's Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I will say, though, that Jalen Guyton did seem to finally start to play more than um, Joshua Palmer. And they still play so much two tight end stuff that he only was out there for 53% of the snaps. But if he permanently stays out there ahead of Joshua Palmer, I do think there could be some fantasy relevant, you know, usage for him. Uh, Palmer played 34% of the snaps. They did not play a uh, fifth wide receiver at all, but they, they play four tight ends, which they got to be the only team in the NFL that plays four tight ends uh, on the Bengals side, believe it or not, If you take the 10 games that Chase, T, and Boyd have all been healthy together, T. Higgins is actually the guy that leads them in target share on uh, on offense. And uh, I, I, I renounced my old ways, Craig. I played T. Higgins in DFS yesterday. I got rewarded for it. So it always feels good to be rewarded, um, you know, going to that well. Uh, a, a worrying note for Joe Mixon, though, I know that he uh, he scored the touchdown here. But Chris Evans did not even play in this game. Their 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 nominal third down back. He was inactive, and Mixon still only ran. Uh, I think he ran twelve routes, and, and his target share on the year is down at eight percent. So I know we were talking last Friday about what the first round of fantasy football might look like next year, and you know I just don't know. If I I will I probably will not be able to spend. Um, you know, that that draft capital on Joe Mixon if he's really not. And, and I know he spiked targets um, a couple times throughout the course of the year. You know, there's just been random games where he's had a couple of receiving touchdowns, um, you know, and if we go back to that win against the Browns, he did get five targets in that game. But he's had, he's had more game with one or zero targets than two or more targets. Um, but, yeah, I, I got a question for you here before we move on. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, who do you take next year? Right. Who, who are you take? Who are you ranking higher, T. Higgins or Jamar Chase? You know, I, I think it would be a non-answer. I need to see the, the rest of the season. I really do. I, yeah. I don't think it would be fair to answer. I, I think that's going to determine it, uh, you know, the course of two seasons. I mean, game one and two, T. Higgins. Games three through nine, Jamar Chase. Weeks nine through 12, T. Higgins again. Like, I, I think, I think Davis, we got to see it play out until the end of the year. My temptation is to say Chase, but I, you know, I, Higgins looks all the way back again. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe he's been playing hurt all this time. I don't know. 
Um, well, I'll tell you one, one player that we may want to consider taking above both of those. That's Jalen Waddell of the Miami Dolphins. There's now some push to a potential rookie of the year for him. I don't think he'll win it, but he's, he's got a shot to be in the, in the conversation. Tua yesterday threw two touchdowns, 244 passing yards against the hapless Giants. Waddle was nine receptions for 90 yards. He didn't do anything on the ground, essentially. Devontae Parker, five for 62. He was back on the field for them. And then Mike Gusecki has been playable tight end all season long. But, of course, the story this season for the Dolphins was them moving up to take Jalen Waddle in the draft. How did he reward them? By being the top rookie wide receiver in the history of Dolphins football. Yeah, it's big. Um, I really didn't even know until they like put it on the screen. Everybody was cheering. I was like, "That's pretty cool." But um, I think it's just great, um, great to have. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be able to, you know, have the record without you know quarterback old line and um, coaches just trusting me, believing me to put me in position to get the ball. So, for all credit to them. Waddle definitely having a very good fantasy season. You can start him the rest of the way for sure. On the side of the Giants, I think we mentioned this last week, I don't think they have a startable player. That includes Saquon Barkley at this point. Mike Lennon left this game with a concussion. His status unclear for this week. 23 of 44, 187 passing yards and interception. Uh, Barkley just does not look right. 55 rushing yards, 6 receptions, 19 yards, 11 fantasy points. I, I guess you could do worse. You could have been like me playing Boston Scott. Evan Engram, four receptions and 61 yards. Graham Gano, three for four, 51 yards. Uh, Dolphins are getting right, Davis. They're playing against a lot of bad teams. They're beating a lot of bad teams. They definitely have a chance to stay competitive the rest of the season, so I don't see them, like, sitting players. And on the side of the Giants, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can talk me into playing somebody, but I, I can't do it right now. Uh, well, I, I have even worse news for you. The, the Giants don't think that Daniel Jones is going to be able to play next week either, and then, so they have Glennon out. We did the fantasy or reality two weeks ago about Jake Fromm, and I said, uh, no, I don't think he's going to get in. Well, it seems like the Jake Fromm era is actually going to be starting for the New York Giants next week. The only Giant that I would start would be Saquon Barkley, and it wouldn't be because, oh, I, I, oh Saquon Barkley, he's amazing. Um, it would just be because the running back position is that bad. And Barkley didn't even get all the work yesterday. 11 carries. He did get nine targets in the passing game, but he gave up six rushes and four targets to Devontae Booker. So that's a far cry from the usage that Saquon Barkley used to have. Um, you know, and, and of course, the Miami Dolphins, look, they activate Patrick Laird from the practice squad and they start winning games. It, it's not rocket science, right? It's, uh, it's, it's as simple. It's as simple as it gets. And as it stands right now, the Dolphins are one game behind the Colts, one game behind the Chargers, one game behind the Bengals. And don't look now. If the Bills lose tonight, then they're they're going to be they're one game behind there. I mean, if if they win out, and of course I don't think they will, uh, but they they look they play the Jets after the bye week. They're winning that game, right? They're playing Trevor Simeon or Mallet Finger Taysom Hill. I think they can win that game. And then they play the Tennessee Titans in week 17. The Titans will be favored in that game. Uh, you know, they'll be, they'll be two and a half, three point favorites, but that that's basically a coin flip. And then they might have the Patriots playing for absolutely nothing in week 18. Uh, stranger things have happened. And I, I want it to happen so bad. I, I want, because I want everyone who spent all year, you know, bad mouthing Tua and, and all that stuff. I, I want them um, to just eat it, basically, because they were so wrong. Tua just completed, this is true, the month of November, the highest completion percentage by a quarterback over a month in a season ever of all time. Completed 81% of his passes. Um, and, and you know, what the the, the, the nerds, right, the, who I love, I love the nerds, but they look at Tua's passing production and they say, oh, you'll never win with a quarterback who has, you know, a 6.5 YPA or whatever. Uh, he's actually at 7.1 YPA right now. But the reason why he's doing that is because the, the Dolphins literally cannot run the football, Craig. Their offensive line is so bad. Every time they try to run the ball, it, it, Miles Gaskin is averaging 3.4 yards per carry. Savan Ahmed somehow worse, 2.4 yards per carry. The passing game is the replacement for the running game. And two, two is, the, the two haters are wrong. They're just wrong, Craig. 
Uh, every single person who covers the Dolphins thinks they take a running back in the second or third round this year. Uh, one of the best guys, whoever that would be in the NFL draft. Uh, before we move on, because we could do this quick with Colts and Texans, is Barkley David Johnson, Davis, yes or no? Uh, David Johnson finished number one overall at his position before Saquon Barkley never did that, but I, I see the point you're making. I do. I just think his, he, he has had so many injuries. The team is so bad. I just, I just don't see any way he ever recovers it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's hit the Colts real quick. We don't even need to do the Texans really because there was nothing, but Carson Wentz threw for 158 yards in a 31, nothing win. Jonathan Taylor, two touchdowns and a 143 on the ground. Naheem Hines involved with 24 rushing yards, three receptions, 32 yards, and Michael Pittman had six for 77. Uh, let's do uh, Houston in 20 seconds. Tyrod Taylor started. He was terrible, got benched. Davis Mills came in. He was terrible. Brandon Cooks had three for 38. Farrell Brown, four for 23. I, I guess this is just basically the get-right game for the rest of the year is playing Houston Davis. It looks like they've packed it in. It does look like they've packed it in. Uh, I, I did see some people kind of excited about using Rex Burkhead in fantasy yesterday. The The quarterback play was just such a nightmare that uh, he never even had a chance to get targets in the passing game. Jonathan Taylor, number one play in fantasy. The Colts ever play a competitive game again. You're feeling good about Michael Pittman Jr. But uh, got, got to be an all-time low of fantasy usable players in this game, basically. Yeah, I mean, my advice, I mean, Jets seem to be somewhat capable on, on offense to put up 14 points. If you're playing in the fantasy playoffs and you haven't mapped out who's playing against Houston, uh, you're doing it wrong. I mean, it definitely looks like uh, the competitiveness for almost three months of the season is now gone. I mean, that was an embarrassing, uh, you know, no fantasy point performance from Houston yesterday. But, hey, Colts played on their schedule. They win 31 nothing. We'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today, but there's plenty more to come here on the show as we wrap up this first hour. And then we get to our later games in the NFL, also the latest around the NFL for the coaches talking on Monday. We'll have it for you next. Stay on the grid. Don't go away. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. As we close out uh, hour one of the show, I just wanted to return a little bit to the Cincinnati Bengals wide receivers because I, I find this situation pretty fascinating uh, between Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Lots of us were enamored with T. Higgins, and uh, Chase and Higgins were drafted very closely in fantasy drafts in 2021. T's rookie season, 16 games, 108 targets, 67 receptions, 908 yards, and six touchdowns. Chase is, uh, you know, he, he's been pretty close to that this season, though he has really calmed down uh, the last few weeks of the season. And I, I'm kind of wondering if we see the gap of perception 
between those guys close. T Higgins has played 10 games. Chase has played 12. T is up to 82 targets, 52 receptions, 698 yards, and four touchdowns. Chase on pace to have about 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. However, uh, Chase's last few weeks, have uh, they've not been great, right? Five for 52 against the Chargers, three for 39 against Pittsburgh, three for 32 and a touchdown against the Raiders. His last game over 100 yards came back against Baltimore in week seven, eight for 201 and a touchdown. And I think I clearly I do think that Jamar Chase is the better player. And I've been just as guilty of this as everyone else where we have been, uh, I certainly have been overreacting to just honestly T just getting unlucky. Uh, You know, he's had a couple of targets down the field that he hasn't been able to secure in particular. Uh, He had, uh, he had that 54 yarder against the jets that uh, would have put him at about 140 yards. And it just kind of slipped through his hands. We've seen T be dominant with over a hundred yards and a touchdown the last week. So I'm just very curious to track that over the rest of the season. And as we get into drafting all of our best ball teams and our fantasy football teams next year, we are going to go ahead and run into a break here real quick on fantasy sports today on sports grid TV. When we return, we will take a look at some of our Monday headlines and then go to our fantasy standouts of the afternoon games. You guys back with Craig Mish in just a few moments here on fantasy sports today. Stay on the grid. Sports happens every day, and we give you expert insights and information on gaming, odds, and more every day. You see a trend? This. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 